I'm a huge fan of haunted houses. The more jump scares, the better. But this is some Vincent Price-level nonsense. I didn't sign up to overnight at the Horticultural Hotel of Horrors. We should be at some quaint local motel where the owner's cat greets you with a disapproving chirp, not attacked by Audrey 3 or whatever was growing in there. Brian's bleeding. We're both covered in sentient pumpkin guts. I can't seem to make heads or tails of whether this is actually happening or not. So I'm just looking at him, and he's staring at me, and that's when I realize... It's fucking freezing. And we're miles from shelter. You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. When we last left Max and Brian, they spent a very relaxing night in a trailer park that's abandoned. Okay, I'm lying. It was not relaxing. It was a trailer park of horrors, as the trailer itself had nearly every horror trope you could imagine. Brian was smashed upside the head with a pumpkin wielded by the tentacled plant that was in the master bedroom. And Max is still somehow trucking along in those fantastic low heels meant for the office and not meant for four or five inches of snow. They escaped the trailer park only to see the thing coming down the hill, parting and breaking the trees while they were standing in the middle of the road. Where we are standing now, are we in its path? Yes, you would be directly in its path. Okay, so we get the the shortest path to wherever we're not in his way. <laughs> yeah, full run and hide. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to deviate for us. Yeah. So are you both going in the same direction or are you splitting up? I think we're extinguishing together if possible. Yeah. Are you going toward the airport or are you going the other way north? Whichever way is closest to not being in the path. It's coming straight at you, so you can either go right or left. If you go right, you're going to be going south toward the airport. If you go left, you're going north back toward the uh, the road that leads up into the Titus household. And actually up north leads you out of town. So whatever we do, it would be like a split-second decision. Yeah, I mean, we're currently headed in the direction of the airport. If it was that, If it was spur of the moment, I think the default would be to go that way. Right. I think we would continue in the direction we're intending to go. This swirling mass of doom is barreling down the mountain. It gets to the roadside edge. And Brian and Max, you both head to the right, head down the road toward the airport. Running at full speed? Running as soon as we're out of the way, then we'll stop and watch it, make sure it's not going to go towards us again. Okay, go ahead and give me an athletics roll for both of you. Ninety-seven. <laughs> Twenty-eight. <laughs> so you both start off down the road, and you're trying to run and keeping your eyes peeled back at it. And you're moving. And you notice as soon as it gets to the road, it turns almost on a dime and is on the road right behind you. And it's moving quickly. Brian, you go to step and... The snow and the ice that's underneath betray your feet and you're not able to get traction and you fall and stumble a bit. 
both hands into the snow while Max is pulling ahead and, you know, running at a distance. Max, you look back and you're running in these heels quite well, might I say, looking fantastic. That is the common theme. They're, they may be in danger, but they look hot. They look great. <laughs> so, Brian, you, you stumble and fall as it's coming up at you. You're trying to pull yourself up. You're not going to be able to get back up and get out of the way in time to continue going forward. You can go either direction off of the road. I think I'll roll out of the way if I have to. Okay, go ahead and give me a dodge roll. Uh, 17 out of 30. You roll off of the road, and in the snow and the ice, you roll off to the right side, which was the closest, which is also downhill as well. And you begin to slide, and you bounce off of a tree. It doesn't hurt as much as your head kind of pounds as you bang off a tree, and then pinball your way down a little bit of a hill, down toward the mad river below. I would have tried to roll just enough to get out of its way. Do I think I would have had that much momentum? Yes, with the snow and the ice. As much as you try to. You're not going to fall off a cliff down into the river. Okay. Right? But you're heading, you know, you're heading in that general direction. There's no cliff down into the river. Actually, this is the slide part down. Max, it's hot on your heels, and then it stops. And you just hear the wind whipping and howling behind you. Brian, you look up and you can see the mass of dirt and debris and tree branches circling. And then they all fall to the ground as that weird invisible disturbance is gone. Max, you look back and it does not appear to be behind you anymore, but you do see that there is a clear cut furrow in the snow down to the, the road level. I'm going to get up and look around at where I am. How far down did I go, like feet-wise? About 20, 20 feet. Okay, not too bad. Max is, is just going to start frantically looking for Brian. Did, uh, did she see where he started to clip off the road or not? No. You okay. think he might have gotten caught up in that thing because you were kind of like looking back but looking forward to make sure that you didn't you didn't fall. Um, I'm going to just call out, Max! Brian, where where are you? And she kind of tracks his voice. Down here. Jesus, what the fuck was that? I tripped, and I had to get out. The only thing I could do to get out of the way was roll, and it, uh, because of the ice, just kept going. Um, do I think I'd be able to climb up easily back to where I was? You would be able to climb up. Yeah, it's 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 a trudge, but you get up there. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. How much further do you think it is? Couple miles. Yeah, we have a lot of ground left to cover to get to the airport. How are you? She she like checks him over. Um, all things considered, I guess I'm fine. But with his face washed off, you notice that he's not bleeding from the head. He's still covered in blood, and he's going to have a nice uh, nice goose egg on the side of his head where the pumpkin smashed. I don't... It's um, like 4 a.m. Are we getting any morning light yet? Or no, it's December. It's December. It's too early. I don't... I feel like our only options keep going to the airport or crazy idea... 
go back to Lavinia's and see if they know how to stop this thing. I hate to admit it, but I I think I agree. Um, That thing, Uncle Monster thing. Uncle Monster. Is, uh, I think it started to come after us. And I don't know. I mean, the further we get up the road, the less likely that is to happen, I guess. Or it's just going to keep chasing us. It could keep chasing us. And we are not close to the airport at all. It's, uh, I think it's almost, is it probably closer to Lavinia's than the airport? Definitely. Yeah, because we're still only the triangles that off a bit. But I mean, at worst, we're like, what, like a mile and a quarter or something away? Mm-hmm. About a mile mile or so, yeah. Yeah. I think if there's any chance of stopping this thing, they are think he is going to be Wilbur. <sighs> they are going to be so mad if we get them up. That's, I don't even, maybe Wilbur will be up. That's like our only chance. Okay. Um, do we just want to take that path? I think it might be shorter. Do we get the sense that it's probably shorter to follow the path from the monster than to take the road? Yes. Okay. Do. Hmm. That is because that is what Wilbur took down originally, right? He took one of them down. There's a few. Right. There's a few of them. So he he's cut through that safely, I guess, is kind of like if we if we keep crossing it, we're not going to trigger anything. Probably. Yeah, at this point, I don't know what's triggering it, and I don't know if there's anything we can do to make it happen more or less often. Yeah. All right, let's let's just keep going before I change my mind. Okay. And we'll head up the path from the monster thing. The climb itself is brutal. It is faster, but it definitely stresses, you know, stresses your endurance so much that I would like for you guys both to make a constitution roll as you're climbing this mountain in the snow and the ice. Uh, 11 out of 70. Excellent. Oh, what is, oh, 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 I think I'm one under and that would be amazing. Yep, 49 out of 50. <laughs> Excellent. Max, you're doing great climbing up. And then Brian just seems to have found a second or third wind and is almost pulling you along. You've been walking for some time and you make it up to a Y in the path. One goes up further up the mountain and then another one cuts parallel across the mountain here. You see that there are boot footprints that lead to the upper path. Very large boot footprints. That must be Wilbur. I say we go that way. Okay. You climb the mountain a bit more, and the clouds that are above you are you are now walking within. Everything has a bit of a purple haze to it. There is no smell because it's too cold, and there's a little bit of snow and ice crystals in the air. You see... In a clearing, there is a very old trailer. Now, this looks like this might have been pulled by carriage at one time. This is not a modern trailer, but it has some modern amenities added to it. Um, You see that there is a, a metal door 
as well, but it's certainly in disrepair. It still has two wheels, but it is set up on a post, and there is a small set of stairs that lead to the door itself. There's a little bit of light coming from within. Do Wilbur's footprints go up to it? Yes. And you see Wilbur's footprints actually branch off as well and go up further beyond. Um, If you get close enough to the building, you hear in the background... Yayanag, Nagath, Yog Sothath, Yehi, Lageb, Ayah, Thradrog, Uai, Yaneg, Nayag, Yog Sothath, Yehi, Igeb, Ayah, Thradog, Ayah, Yi. And it repeats a few more times from within. It sounds as though it's Wilbur, but his voice is deeper. Hmm. Going to whisper, do we think that's Wilbur or his grandpa? I say we, I don't want to, I say we keep going. I don't really want to stop him there. Uh, but if it's Wilbur and he's not up at the house, uh, you're, you're right. I mean, uh, we can just let's, is there a window? A, yes, there is a window, but it is shuttered closed. I mean, maybe if we. <laughs> Are, are we, like, up on it yet, or are we just still too far away? You've gotten close to the building, I presume. Yeah, I was going to say, we can we can walk up and listen a little tighter. If we listen, does it sound... Does You said it sounded like Wilbur, but deeper? Yes. Did we hear him chanting at all at the house? No. Okay. But we did hear Noah say enough that I feel like we would be able to tell the difference between the two. He does not sound like Noah. Okay. Then, um, as long as we can clearly say it's not great, comma, grandfather. Um, Paternal relative. Yeah. I think they should try knocking. Yeah, I, that's, I agree. Okay. So Max will be like, no, just, just, just come on, come on. And then head kind of like... Find the door and then knock. Yeah, up those up any steps or anything and just knock. Is that, is that you, Wilbur? Enahog, Enahog. The door opens with a start and you see Wilbur is there and he's bare to the chest wearing breeches that are quite furry. They fall short to his ankles though. They're almost like pedal pushers, but they're made of some kind of fur. And uh, he, he looks at you and there's candles set up in here. Oh, um, you, you, y'all should not be here. We don't really have a choice at this point, Wilbur. They are, we went to the trailer park and, and, and look, and she kind of pulls Brian over and he's looking all forked up and being like, look, we're in a real bad way right now. And if you can help us, maybe we can help you. Okay. Okay. I can uh, come in and he, and he, pokes his head and, he, and he's looking around outside and as soon as you get in he slams the door shut and he locks it with a bunch of dead bolts that come across you see in the room there is a small lectern easel that's set up with that book that's open and in front of him you see that there in front of the lectern you see that there is a circle drawn on the ground with some lines on it with candles set at various points. 
there's some weird lettering drawn in the circle as well. This looks like this was a home of sorts. As you see beyond, there is a smallish cot and there are a few things hanging from the ceiling by twine. There are some bottles that are connected, some corked bottles. They're a bit darkened and glazed over over from the years that they've been hanging here. There is smoke and soot on the ceiling. The air here is a bit acrid as something is burning, is assaulting your nostrils. You, are, are you okay? What, what had happened? Um, something's going on at that trailer park. There was vines and they attacked us. Um, and then we ran into your uncle again. Oh, and he caught a whiff of you and now you're bleeding. He won't stop. Oh, no, no. If he has your blood on his, on his nose, on his nose, he will not stop until he feasts upon it. And if he's... I'm bleeding and he smelled it. He's not going to stop chasing me. Until he gets it. Yeah, he's going to. He won't. He will. Oh, no. Is there any way to stop him? There might be. Okay. I'd love that. Okay. Um. All right. And he walks over to the book and then starts to flip through some of the pages of the book. This might be it. What can we do? Is there anything you need? Um, I'd need, I need to read this. Um, just, uh, just, um, relax. Um, have a seat over there. Don't, don't cross over the circle. Don't, don't do, don't go through there. Okay. Okay. Oh no. Oh no, no, no. And he bends down and starts looking at the book and bringing a candle closer as he's looking through pages. No, this is not it. No. No. Revocation? We could do revocation. But he needs to be near here. He needs to be within earshot of me. And he is not near us. We need to get him closer. Uh, Why do I get the feeling I'm going to have to be bait? Yep, that's that's sounding accurate. I, I don't want to put you in any harm's way over, but we're desperate. Ma- ma'am, you said that you 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 heard of this book, yes? Y- yeah. <laughs> okay. Cuz I will need some help cuz there are there are some things that need to be said counter to what I'm saying at the same exact time since this is a revocation, not an evocation. Do you understand this? I think so. Okay. Forgive me, I, 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 my brain works a little bit different than others and slower than others, and sometimes I forget the words. No, Wilbur, you are doing amazing. I have no idea how you live out here, and that's not a statement of good or bad. It's just such a different way of life than I'm used to, and there's nothing wrong with that. You have been so kind and so helpful. I don't know how to thank you. He blushes a bit. I thank you for your for your kind words. Okay. He need he, he need he needs to be in earshot of us, so get him he needs to get closer, so yeah, you might need to be out there. He's gonna hear me. Okay. Just let me know you need time to get it ready or Um It it I hope this works. 
Oh, oh, um, ma'am, 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 hold this. And he picks up a, a candle the, from around the circle and hands it to you. He jumps to the other side, picks up a different colored candle, jumps back, puts it down, grabs yours, and places it there. And from maybe an inside pocket, reaches in and sprinkles something onto that candle that he last placed, causing the color of the candle flame to go from yellow to a greenish color. The smell is sickening. It turns your stomach. It's almost as though that it's rotted flowers, perfume, and ambergris. Um, we, we, we are ready. We are ready. If you wish to go outside to call in my uncle. Uh, do you think he'll, what do I need to do to stand out there? Uh, he shrugs his shoulders. <laughs> kind of like, I don't know. Uh, okay. Let's just, let's just go outside. We'll go back to where... Where the road is a little bit. He'll... Oh no 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 no! This has to happen here. Inside here? Yes, at this at this at this point, because otherwise, it won't work. We need all of these things, all of these reagents and ingredients, if you will. So we're sending Brian out there alone. I mean, I'll stay near the trailer, I guess. Yes, he needs to be an earshot of the, of 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 this location. <sighs> okay, okay. Um. Okay. Um, just... I'm gonna give Max a big hug. Just, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Okay, okay, Um, okay, okay. And I quickly head to the door. You get outside, and the wind is pushing through the trees here, through the pines. And... You're standing there just looking around. The cloud cover begins to give way just a little bit, and you can see the sky above. There is no light pollution here other than this weird, strange purple haze. You see the stars above. You're outside for a few moments. Max, you're inside with with Wilbur, and Wilbur, is uh, his eyes are open, and he just keeps looking out the door. Looking at Brian, Brian is still within eyesight of you. He's maybe about 10 feet from the door. It's very disconcerting to have him so close yet so far. Nothing is coming down the way just yet. Okay, Wilbur. I've got every faith that we are going to do whatever this is just fine, but uh, that's my best friend out there. You understand that? I wish I say that I could, but... My mother is my best friend. That's okay. We're all close to different people. I I don't have a whole lot in my life either. I'm I'm I'm, I feel good that this will work. That this this will this could work. Um, when it starts to come by, I need you to say say these words. Um, and they need to be clear. Okay. Now it's gonna be a it's gonna be a a strange, a, a strange tongue, but can you say Othgrad? Aya to Geb. Ofgrad, Aya to Geb. Is that right? That's close. That's close. Add a little bit more, more subtonality on the on the B at the end, almost as though that it's you're breathing out. Ofgrad, Aya to Geb. And the G needs to sound a little bit more, more guttural, like it, because this is this is a. a Something that's similar to uh, Arabic and um, the Semitic languages, like like Hebrew. So it's g, g, 
It's almost like you're, you're, you're coughing, like a, like a cat. Oh, God. I, uh, <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. No, no, no. You, you can do this. You can do this. One more time. Afgad, Aya, Takeb. That's perfect. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna point. Okay. I'm I'm gonna hold your hand, and I'm gonna point at you when you have to say that. Okay. And and you have to say it right. If it doesn't say it right, then we have to do it again, and we're gonna do this six times. Is it six times or eight times? Hmm. Blast. I don't know, Wilbur. <laughs> we'll try it six, and if it doesn't work, we'll do two more. Sound plan. Brian, you hear the sounds whipping and wailing of the wind against the trees. And then you hear the trees start to crack and break once again. That familiar noise. Now this time there is a bit of a strange growl underneath. As soon as I can hear that it's coming, I'm going to shout... Max, it's on its way. Okay, we're ready. He grabs your right hand with his left hand, and he begins to chant. Eash, Yog Safath, Nayag, Aya, Zro, and points at you. Achad, Aya, Tachet. Eash, Yog Safath, Nayag, Aya, Zro, and points at you again. Achad, Aya, Tachet. The creature starts moving closer and faster than you could imagine, Brian. You see the trees now being shredded as it's rolling toward you. And in the purple mist, you see a mass of tentacles with a large eye in the center. You see that at the tip of each tentacle, there are maybe a thousand eyes that lead up each stalk and it is rolling toward you. A mouth from out of nowhere opens, looking as though it wishes to devour you. Go ahead and give me a sanity roll. Yeah, I was gonna say that sounds about right. Uh, 76 out of 55. All right, go ahead and roll 1d6 for me. Five. Okay, ooh-hoo. Eash, yog safaf. Nayag Aya Zro Achad Aya Tachet Eash Yog Safaf Nayag Aya Zro Achad Aya Tachet Okay, Brian, because you've lost five or more sanity in a single roll, you lose self control. Your brain now switches from advanced thought to primitive thought, and in your panic, you can either flee fight or submit he's not fighting um i think at this point he kind of just takes a couple steps back and just like sits down he's gonna submit okay yeah at this point he just doesn't he knows he can't fight it he knows he can't run away from it so he's all he can do is hope that wilbur and max will get this done on time The hypnotic swirl of the tentacles and the eyes and the large mouth. Brian, you sit down. You're waiting. It's moving closer to you. (laughs) 
Nayag Aya Zro. Achad Aya Tachet. Max, on the sixth incantation, nothing happens. Wilbur's eyes grow wide. Two more? Yeah, two more. He lets out the chant one more time, points to you. You do it again, and you both see out the door. This creature is about to envelop Brian. Max, go ahead and roll sanity for me. 49. Excellent. Keeping it cool. And Wilbur rolled a four as well. He takes one uh, point of sanity. You also take another point of sanity as you see this. All of the candles in the room extinguish. There is a whoosh of wind. And there is a cloud of dust where Brian once was. (laughs) Wilbur drops to the ground. Go ahead and give me a power roll, Max. That's a... Oh, 75 on 85. Excellent. Wilbur collapses. You feel a little shaken yourself as you do take five willpower points. You feel drained. What are you doing? It's dusty, like there's a dust cloud outside. Wilbur. Uh, what what did we just do? We 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 sent my uncle back. Where's Brian? You look outside and as the dust cloud drops, there is a pile of sticks lying on the ground where Brian was. And you see Brian's hand kind of poke up through this bundle of twigs. Brian sits up and looks around. His eyes are wide. Oh, thank God. He's right He's right there, ma'am. Once I get up and kind of realize that I'm okay, I'm going to burst the twigs off and stumble my way towards the door. Wilbur helps you inside and and sits you down. He closes the door and locks it behind him. My grandfather's gonna be coming by here very soon because he, he's greeting the sun. Let us, uh, let us not be here when he, when he returns. Okay. O- okay. He closes the book and puts it into a bag and dons some socks and some boots and a uh, pretty heavy coat and zips it up. I think it's best that y'all head out of town now. Trust me, Wilbur, we want nothing more than to do that. What is, what's the best way to to do that, to get out? I will walk you down to the road. It'll be a little bit of time. Where do we, where do we go, the airport? I'm just going to get you down to the road. Okay. Wilbur helps you down the mountain. It takes a while to get down the mountain. The sun has crested over the mountain and the purple haze seems to have burned off. He gets you down to the road and you see that a plow has come by and at least plowed out one lane worth of traffic. Wilbur stands there at the road and points to the north and says, that's the way out of town. That's the way to the airport. 
airport's closest. What time do they open? I'm sure they'll be open by the time we get there. Fair enough. Wilbert, look, I've just got one question. Okay. You said you sent him back. Back forever or back for now? For now, when the stars are right, he will return. That's what I figured. Is he still going to be after me? I don't know. He's not smelled or tasted non-Titus blood in a long time. Okay. Um, I'm going to pull out a business card and give it to him. If there's any way you can give us a heads up if that does happen, this is where you can reach me. He looks at it, takes it in both hands and bows his head and looks at it intently. And he opens up his jacket, puts it into the bag, holding the book. Zips it back up. Well, I hope you all have a good day now. Thank you again. He takes a step back and waves slowly with his hand and turns and walks back up the mountain. You start to make your trek down the road toward the airport. It's about noon and you hear a car coming from behind. You turn and look. You see a newer model silver Subaru Forester driving up. It pulls up alongside and the window rolls down. You see a woman with sandy blonde hair and pink glasses driving. Afternoon, y'all looking for a ride? Uh, yeah. Yes, thank you. Hop in and I'll unlock the doors. Thanks. Um, we were just trying to get up the road to the airport. You guys came from Sacramento, right? Max looks at Brian. Yeah. Perfect. I'm heading back that way. I can give you a lift all the way back. I was sent up looking for you, too. My name is Agent Rowan, and I think we have a lot to talk about. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Brian Martinez. I'm Christy Bauer, and I play Maxine Sullivan. I'm Dan Vashkevich, the Handler. Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dream Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. The Horror Out of Ruth Hollow is an original story created by me, Dan Vashkevich, with assistance from Joseph Newman and Christy Bauer. If you like our story, there are a few ways to support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Stephen Schwartz, Director Arayo, Jonathan Powell, Tom Padula, M.S. Asnikar, Heather Ney, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Bomb Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny, Lady Bedeville, Sherrick Manning, Red Dead Coquette, Blardimus, Ginger Fury, Dr. Christian Lehman, Kate, DB, Eli the Kraut, Mickey Maki, Robbie Nowell, and Matthew Mayworm. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. Also, check out our website, www.theredactedreports.com. All of our handouts are archived there. 
And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to Agent Harker through the contact form there. The Redacted Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quest and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, please give Quest and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons and Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Join us next week, because a single inky black wing propels a hunter through the darkness of night, and eyes, way too many eyes, peer at us from the abyss, waiting for us to let down our guards so they can consume our puny existence and subjugate the remainder of us in the name of the old gods.